I'm always getting asked, what should I do with my engagement ring? Well, I finally have the answer. Sell it with Worthy. I'm partnering with Worthy so you can turn your wedding jewelry into cash fast and risk-free. Worthy is great because their competitive auctions ensure you get the best deal possible. Over 45,000 people have already moved on by selling with Worthy. If you're ready to move on from your ring, visit worthy.com moms to get an extra $100 when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. That's worthy.com moms when you're ready to move on. This week on Moms Moving On, You know, ironically, choosing a divorce lawyer is just like choosing a spouse. And I know that that's kind of a crazy thing to say, given where you're coming from and where you're going. But you are about to lay your entire life at someone's feet. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another episode of Moms Moving On. I'm so excited to be here with you because I have a fierce female attorney on with us today. She's a litigator from Chicago, a city I love very much, and she's going to talk to us all about what you need to really look out for when deciding whether an attorney is the right one for you and what questions to ask. This is huge because who you choose to represent you in your divorce process is going to make or break the next, I don't know, however many years of your life. Haley Zabrin is with us and she believes the practice of family law is all about understanding and analyzing the financial nuances of each case, understanding the personalities involved and developing a dynamic holistic legal strategy based on those facts. She works for Burger Schatz. She's a champ. She's won best lawyers, wants to watch all of these things. She's a rising star. Her list goes on and on. Haley, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm a big fan. Well, I am a fan of anybody who is helping People get through this very ugly process in a a helpful and strategic way without inciting more drama. Tell us about your foray into family law, if you will. Yeah. So I, for some reason, maybe it was because of the glamorization of this on television. I always wanted to be a divorce lawyer. And so at the time when I was coming out of law school, which was 2009, everyone was getting laid off. There were no jobs. And so I was in court one day, externing for a judge and like all these amazing, powerful female lawyers were coming into the courtroom. They were dressed well, they were respected. And one after the next was I'm I'm from Burger Schatz. I'm representing this person. I'm from Burger Schatz. And I was like, I want to be one of those people. So I reached out to one of the women I saw in court. She met me for coffee. She helped me get my foot in the door. I come from no lawyers in my family, uh, no connections. And so I really kind of kicked down that door myself. And I've been there from the beginning of my career since I'm a law student. Wait, you manifested this totally. Like you, you set your, I really respect this because I'm very much like, once I get a goal in my mind, it's happening. And that's really inspiring. And not only that, the fact that there was someone, a woman there willing to, reach out her hand and take you in and help you. That's really nice. That could be the whole podcast right there. I love to hear that. What a great story. It it really was. And they just lifted me up and kept promoting me and hired me as a lawyer. Then I became a partner. 
And now I hire our law clerks and mentor them and young lawyers. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, she's not just working for like some, you know, little attorney somewhere. This is like a major law firm in Chicago. Anybody in the family law industry has heard of this law firm. And so it's no small potatoes. This is really impressive stuff. But, you know, being that you've gotten to the place that you're at, I'm sure you've seen a hell of a lot of ugliness over the years and can really help steer people away from making bad choices when it's time to pick a lawyer for this process. Absolutely. All right. So tell us like any horror stories. (laughs) I mean, in terms of horror stories, I would just say that, you know, ironically choosing a divorce lawyer is just like choosing a spouse. And I know that that's kind of a crazy thing to say, given where you're coming from. And where you're going, but you are about to lay your entire life at someone's feet. You're going to tell them your deepest, darkest secrets, your biggest fears. A lot of times when people walk into your office, they are gutted. They're at the bottom and you are fine. You're you're walking into a room where you maybe have 45 minutes to an hour with someone and you're like, can I trust you with my entire life? My kids, my family. Everything. Here is all my vulnerability and everything that's important to me on a silver platter, a very Mm -hmm. emotional silver platter, help. Yes. And so what happens in that initial consultation and what happens in your research leading up to that point and even after you've met with maybe one person is what I find is the absolute most important because there's a lot of smart lawyers out there, right? We've all gone to law school. Being smart, that's the easy part. But it's the emotional intelligence. It's the connection. It's someone who asks you the questions. What do you want out of this process? What are your goals out of this process? And they want to collaborate with you. They want to understand your goals and values while you're moving into this next stage of life. And that is the intangible piece. That's not just knowing the law and being able to apply it. It's This is not one size fits all. This is every single person's life is unique to them. And the approach to your case needs to follow that same trajectory. And of course, you know, taking into account the needs of the children, which is not, you know, like you said, everybody can go to law school and get a law degree, Mm -hmm. but where are you bringing in that humanity and and focusing on the needs of who's going to be affected the most, right? And, you know, that's for me, having gone through the process would be something I would recommend right off the bat. Like if you meet with an attorney and they don't ask you, tell me what you want for your kids. How are your kids dealing with all of this? That's a huge red flag for me. Huge. And, you know, so how do you qualify the lawyer, right? I mean, think about the questions they ask you. When when you walked into the room, was one of the questions they asked, are you sure that divorce is right for you right now? Have you Mm -hmm. exhausted every possibility? This is your biggest life decision other than probably marrying the person, right? Other than choosing your spouse is deciding to get divorced. So there's no take backs. After you file, yes, you can get back together, but it's a blemish that's going to exist. So did the person ask you, have you exhausted everything? Have you gone to counseling? Is Is this it? Are you sure? Right? Not pushing you to get a divorce. So that's a big piece for me, at least, that I find that most people just assume that people are there and then they're pressuring you and you need to be ready. You need to be committed. You need to be engaged. So 
that is a big piece that I think that you should definitely look for when you're interviewing someone. Yeah. I, I never even really thought of that, but being pressured by an attorney to like go through with the process and file, my goodness, like how horrible. Um, you know, we, you talk about assumptions, another assumption that everybody has, and I get DMS and texts and emails all day, every day. Hey, so-and-so is getting divorced or my friend or my cousin is getting divorced and they want a shark. They want the worst of the worst attorney. And I'm like, no, they don't actually. And let me tell you why, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. I mean, you don't want someone who's going to, you know, smell blood in the water. People are vulnerable. And what you want is you want a lawyer to find out what forum is best for you. Court should be a last and absolute last case, worst case scenario. Nobody wants to see the inside of a courtroom because the second that you hire that shark, once you get the temperature up in a case, it is very hard to bring it back down. And when temperatures are high, emotions are already high. When temperatures are high and people are anxious and on the defense, you can't think clearly, you can't find good solutions and your judgment is ultimately clouded. Also, there's enough personalities in a divorce and enough conflict, your lawyer should be well-respected by other lawyers and by judges, not a by shark. Judges. Yes. yes, not a shark, not someone who's focused on winning. There is no winning in a divorce, right? It's someone who is well-respected, who is not going to make your process harder. And so we get a bad rap in our field, no matter what, but the shark is not always the best case because that could make your case more contentious and it just loses sight of what is the ultimate goal, which is to put two people in a separate place to have their second act in life and to move forward as with as few scars as possible. Right. And I, you know, like you said, it's, it's the most emotional time and you're already feeling emotionally abandoned and alone. So when you have a, a an attorney who smells blood in the water and is going to come in and say all the right things, just like yeah. a new relationship, you know, a, a, the wrong person to date might do, it's it can actually feel comforting. Like, oh, this person has my back. But what you have to think about is not the short term. It's, you know, knowing that the uglier the divorce process, the worse off your kids are going to be in the long term, the more trauma they're going to have to endure and then work through in therapy one day as adults. So that's something that I always caution against, but I am no lawyer, you are. So give us more. What else do you think people should be looking for? I think that someone should also be looking for someone who is going to challenge the things that you tell them in, in in the initial meeting, right? You don't want someone who's going to tell you everything you want to hear. You want someone who's going to tell you the mixed bag, the good, the bad, the ugly, the possible under the law, the not possible under the law. You don't want someone who's going to overpromise you results. They need to manage your expectations because that sets you up for success. So did you hear things that you don't want to hear? The answer to that question is yes. That's a good consultation. Nobody can promise you the stars, the moon, anything. Because if you do end up seeing the inside of a courtroom, which you really hope you never do in a divorce, you don't know what the person in the black robe behind the bench is going to do. Nobody does. Right. Right. And that's the thing. It's like people don't realize that when you do end up in court, no matter, you know, your lawyer may tell you, oh, whenever I go to court, I win. Well, 
there is no winning, like right. you said. And also mm-hmm. once you're in court, you're leaving so much in the hands of a judge, a person who doesn't know you outside of this paperwork that they've now read about you. And that's a really scary thing to have to do. It is the scariest. And that's why another big piece, you know, as we kind of touched on when we talked about the sharks, is did your lawyer talk to you about all the possible forums that you could deal with your divorce? Did they talk about, you know, mediation, arbitration? Did they speak to you about, you know, when you might have to go to court, how you can keep yourself out of court? Did they talk to you about the fact that, oh, maybe before we pay a third party mediator, the lawyers can try and settle your case and figure it out at a less costly, see what we can knock out that we can agree to before then we bring a mediator or someone into the case so that we make their list smaller and we make it more economical for everybody. All the possible solutions outside of court should be discussed with you at your consultation. They're calling it the Bible for all divorcing moms. I can't believe it, but that's what they've said about my book, Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and come out on the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. It's available in paperback, hardcover, audiobook, and Kindle. So go get my book. I promise you won't regret it. I want to ask you your thoughts on, because I'm I'm in like a rabbit hole obsession right now with collaborative divorce and taking a yeah. class on it in my master's program right now. And my former co-parenting therapist is my professor and she's like a wizard with all the collab divorce stuff. What are your thoughts on it? Is this something that you guys do at Burger Schatz? It is. We have several lawyers at our law firm who are trained in collaborative divorce. Like you said, it's a course, it's a certification. I think that any alternative to going to court is one that should be explored. I think that your lawyer should tell you what happens in collaborative divorce, what you could expect, the difference between collaborative divorce, mediation, arbitration, all the possible solutions should be discussed with you. I'm a big fan of anything that keeps people out of court. Yeah. I think it's really interesting how, you know, I do think collectively, I don't know, maybe it's just my perspective or my mindset. I do think collectively we're moving away a little bit from, you know, the knockdown drag out fight of divorce that people, that they portray on TV or in the movies or that people associate with divorce and, and really just trying to find a more peaceful way. I agree. And I think that in terms of at least where we are in Chicago, COVID really did a a lot of great things for our legal system and some not so great things. So some not so great things is people who were set for trial or things that were happening in the early or part of 2020, everything got pushed out. The the calls were very backlogged and we're still feeling the fallout from that. 
beneficially, those Zoom court came into our lives. And so the things that we used to have to go to court for and run around to every courtroom in multiple floors of the Daily Center downtown or in the courthouse in Lake County, and we'd have to go to a million different courtrooms and charge our clients for all that time of sitting and waiting, that's yeah. been eliminated because a lot of courts now have the Zoom and you can log in and out and it's very mm-hmm. economical and it's very fast. I'm laughing because my husband's a judge and in 2020, like was just here judging in his robe in like our home (laughs) office with like his shorts on. And it just, (laughs) it became such a norm and it's something Mm -hmm. you would never think could happen. And, you know, he was desperate to get back in the courtroom. And when he, when he could, it was, you know, it was very, very interesting to not have him here in his robe all day. Yeah. So what kinds of questions do you think, you know, once once we find somebody and they're not just telling us what we want to hear, but necessarily what we need to hear, what do you think is, for, for someone with children especially, what questions come to mind for you? So the questions that come to mind for me is, what experience do you have with cases that are similar to mine? right? I mean, let's say you come in and you have a spouse who's abusive, or you just have someone who travels all the time, or, you know, one person is living 35 minutes away and I'm living here. How do we handle that? You want someone who has experience. Again, there's no one size fits all. There is an undercurrent, you know, that when you, when it comes to kids, there's, there's a lot of different issues and you want someone who's going to be able to help you creatively think outside the box and come up with solutions for parenting time, for decision-making, for relocation, for any of those issues. You want someone who has a myriad of experience across a lot of different issues to be able to counsel you as to all your alternatives, because you're looking to them for the solutions, but they also need to listen to what solutions you want so that they can implement them into whatever parenting plan you're going to end up with. And what do you think are some, you know, people talk about picking, picking their battles, but when emotions are high, people get stuck on small things and end up fighting over things that years down the line really won't matter. What would you advise people against in terms of like getting stuck on in the in the divorce process, like, you know, fighting over a parakeet or something like, what is it that you see that you would advise moms, especially to just let it go? Yeah. I think you have to look at every single case holistically. You need to focus on what you're getting more than what you're not getting because a good settlement or a good resolution of a case is one where nobody's happy. And that's because everybody had to give something that they wanted. And that makes it fair, right? Nobody gets everything that they want. Now, that's not to say if one person's completely unreasonable, you know, sometimes those people get a lot less of what they want. But focusing on what is the, making a list, these are the most important things for me. And really trying to get that number one thing. Yeah. And maybe you trade two and three for six and seven, on your list, but really focusing on the number one thing that's the most important for you and trying to get that or as much of that as possible and focusing on the fact of the glass half full. I got this instead of right. I didn't get this. That's great because when I work with clients and I'm coaching them through their process and they come to me and they're like, I want this and I want that and da, da, da. we take, I create ironically like a wedding cake 
three tiers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The bottom, the foundation, I always say, put two things in there. And and if you get one of them, you're lucky. Those are the most important. And then the rest is more like decorative fluff. If you get it, great. But if if you know that it's not the most important to you, it's worth negotiating, right? Because you need some leverage. And I, I think that's really great advice. Like no one's ever going to get everything they want. Just like you didn't get everything you want in the marriage either. Exactly. But building off that too is a smart lawyer will help you also analyze this is your spouse's wedding cake. We know that these two things at the bottom are the most important or we think that they are. And if one of those things is not that important to you, then you use that to negotiate, right? Maybe you hold on to those things until you've gotten your big thing and then you let it go. It's all part of knowing yours and anticipating theirs. So that is another huge part of creatively thinking when you're negotiating and trying to get what you want. You must be so good at this. I would love like the opportunity to like watch you in action or, you know, but I have no doubt it would all be amazing. And this has been really informative. What other last bits of advice would you have for a mom who is just starting the process? Um, I would ask, you know, I I would really also listen to what the lawyer asks me. Like you want to get to know them. Okay. So, so this is someone who you're going to, your co-pilots, right? So you want them to share, you want to share, and you want to connect beyond just the, the, their divorce checklist, right? What are your interests? What, what, what kinds of things? How's your family? What, what were your parents like? What, because that helps your lawyer understand you as a person much deeper than just a checklist. So, yeah. and you want to know your lawyer too. This is your, this is your, your battle mate. You guys are going to, at some points, you're going to be in the trenches together. You're going to be, you're going to be celebrating big things. You're going to be laughing and hugging and you're going to be crying and in a ball on the floor. I mean, not always, but a lot of times. And so you need to have someone who is your person, for lack of a better word. They need to be your person. And so listening to the questions and also making sure you ask them questions about them. What do you know about your lawyer? You you really want to connect. That's really great advice. And I agree. I mean, this is a very, very intimate process. And there will be ugly tears and there will be happy tears. Mm -hmm. And you want to make sure that the person handing you the tissue is someone you really can trust and and put the lives of you and your children in their hands. It's a big deal. So Haley, exactly. thank you for this. You're a Chicago of superstar. Course. Where thank can you. everybody learn more about you or get in touch with you if they'd like your help in this process? Yeah. So um, they can find me on our website. It's burgershats.com. And uh, my email is hsabron at burgershats.com. It's all on our website. And I would love to hear from you. Yes, we will link all of it. If you have any questions and you are in the greater Chicago area, please reach out. This is this woman's a wealth of knowledge. Um, I can't help you with the legal things, but if you have any other questions, you know where to find me, info at momsmovingon.com. And we will see you next time. Thank you so much for having me. So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. 
Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high-conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms, and moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. With my Moving On Method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, Certified Divorce and Co-Parenting Specialist, and I founded the Moving On Method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process, along with how to make your practice successful. Visit momsmovingon.com today to apply for my program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.